0: Welcome to CoreCentric Conversations, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to this episode of CoreCentric Conversations, the importance of digitalization to a remote workforce. I'm Kelly Barner, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Today, my guest is Dan Andrew, Senior Vice President of Sales at CoreCentric. Dan has over three decades of experience in the area where finance and technology merge. He works with some of the country's biggest companies to configure innovative payable solutions that can deliver ROI in the first year. Welcome, Dan. Thank you, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And I'm glad that you are here because the primary topic for today is one that I think is tied very closely to your background, and that's the importance of digitization for a remote workforce a topic that's certainly been in the headlines for weeks now as companies and employees worldwide try to adjust to forced working from home in the face of the coronavirus pandemic. Let me ask if you would start us off by providing a little bit of background about yourself and then maybe sharing a few details from your own personal working from home situation.
0: Sure, Kelly, thank you. I've, uh, I spent 11 years in a $50 billion organization. So I grew up in large corporate America Uh, working with technology and financial solutions. And then for 16 years, I ran a B2B company focused in the financial, AP, AR, uh, electronic commerce arena, and had the opportunity to sell the company about three years ago to CoreCentric. And so now I've been working with the the team with CoreCentric, with some of the brightest and best companies, and my sales team is very accustomed to working remote. I am not. I've I've spent my time in the office and Right now, with this pandemic working from home, it's a little bit of a shift, as many of you are experiencing, but I have an office, and we're spending a lot of time with our family, but I'm very anxious to get back into the workforce and to the office just like everyone else.
1: No, absolutely, and and that's certainly something that, that everyone is dealing with right now, and it's actually an interesting tie to some of the trends that we've been seeing in finance and procurement over the last few years because- The notion of digitalization is obviously one that has been discussed for a long time. And we've been trying to leverage its power, in part, for the sake of distributed activity. Now, typically, when we talk about being distributed, we're thinking about being down the hall, being in another facility, as opposed to everybody working out of their living rooms and dining rooms. Uh, But at the same time, it is sort of a a stress test for this notion of a distributed business. How do you think an investment in digital source to pay actually helps prepare an enterprise for whatever may affect their workforce?
0: I think an investment in that area is actually a great way to help through this whole pandemic and in the business because Just to give you some examples, we've kind of had a mantra over the years that said three things. The customers need to be able to be anywhere, the processing needs to be able to be located anywhere, and the employee needs to be located anywhere. So when you think about this pandemic right now, everybody working from home, some of the customers that I've seen, they ask questions about, can they bill their customers? Are they able to pay their suppliers? Can they effectively manage their spend? Can they see what they're buying from their suppliers and who they're buying from. So are there are their teams equipped to be successful? So if you're if you're a CFO or a CTO, you really need to make sure your team is completely equipped to be able to manage it from a remote location. It should be seamless. Um, I've talked to customers who have used our solutions and are delighted through this time from a work perspective because they can get access to all the information digitally. Other clients I've had discussions with who are very much disrupted and they're panicked because they need those solutions so an investment in technology and solutions really would help you as you think about the purchase order requisition through a po through a receipt and invoice and payment ask yourself this during this pandemic is all of that digital because if it's not it really needs to be there really should be no barrier and all those transactions should be seamless and you should be able to take advantage of that operating environment today and in the future, uh, an investment in technology, Kelly, is a great way to do that.
1: You know, it's interesting. It's it's funny. We think about how much business has changed, obviously, over the last few decades, and even the idea where you talk about businesses being equipped to navigate this time. It's really not equipment anymore. And isn't that what's at the heart of digitalization? That in order to be equipped, other than the device that you're using to access a given platform or solution, it's really no longer about the equipment. Now being equipped digitally to function in this world is about being connected. Information, transactions, can people request what they need? Can they get the approvals that they need? Uh, It does provide us with a completely different way to look at that. Um, But one of the other things that you said that I think is interesting, and it's a good reminder to all of us, really under any business conditions, about one of the things that is the most unique about procurement. And that is the fact that we are distinctively not internal. Obviously our relationship with the C-suite is critical. Our relationships with distributed buyers and budget holders and project stakeholders are critical, but we're also a key interface point to suppliers, primary external stakeholders. And that is something that is unique about the procurement function. These stakeholders, these external stakeholders, the suppliers are also users of our procurement platforms. How do you think that our level of digitization and our concern for a supplier's user experience can affect our success as well as our ability to enable buyers?
0: Well, I think the level is is very impacting because if you think about it, from a procurement perspective, you're the buyer and you're focused on what you have. But in your world, it's really about the external, as you described, the access, the level of visibility, the relationship with your suppliers that are all external. So you have to be concerned with the ability to communicate effectively, electronically, with processes and technology and solutions with your suppliers. So, for example, are you procuring? Let's say you're procuring at home. Are you using a GPO and getting the best price from all your, the spend and mm-hmm. all the suppliers that you're working with? And how about from a transformation perspective? Are, you, are your suppliers enabled? Think about it from their world. Are they able to bill you Okay. Are they able to see that purchase order? Are they able to fill the information? Can they make sure that they get the visibility that they need? Because you're you're relying on them. You're dependent upon their ability to be successful as well. So giving them tools and technologies and solutions that allow them the full visibility that you also want and expect is critical to being able to make sure your digital supply chain is uninterrupted through this pandemic.
1: No, and and we are certainly in a time where You know, an exception that's required by a certain supplier might not be a big deal while we're all in the office. Maybe we say, okay, they're not completely able to conform to our stated process, but as long as, you know, 90, 95% of the suppliers can follow the process, we have the bandwidth, we have the headcount to handle some of these exceptions. And now anything that has any sort of a physical requirement around payments, invoicing, any sort of transaction that can't be fully digital, that is a serious problem and those exceptions can be disruptive both for the company as well as for the suppliers that in the past have been reliant upon our ability to accommodate those exceptions needs now the other thing that i think is is an interesting part of what we're learning right now is that when we focus on digitalization as a procurement function we've been very much focused on what digitally do we need to succeed What does the company need from us specifically? And we're always working cooperatively and cross-functionally, but at the same time, it's really a procurement transformation that we think about. And yet now, functions like finance and IT are really starting to move into the same area where we are and become increasingly aware of the progress that we've made or of additional progress that we need to make. There was a recent Wall Street Journal article. It was published actually on April 8th titled CFOs Look to Ramp Up Automation Investments Amid Pandemic. And in that article, Mark Maurer wrote, quote, while many finance executives are slashing costs to weather the downturn, some view investments in technology as essential to better equip newly remote finance teams or strengthen other parts of the business. Now, obviously, He's talking about equip in exactly the way we are, right? Where you're saying it but we mean digitally. He's focused on cutting costs and he's looking at how technology can be used to bring everything together. From from your perspective, what case would you make that now is the time to invest in transformation cross-functionally, right? Right across the enterprise as opposed to cutting back on procurement digitalization specifically?
0: Well, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Kelly, because I actually read that article as well. And one of the items there, I think, that made a really compelling case was that this crisis is accelerating the vision that many of the CFOs have already had for a long time. So they've seen this vision about digitization, making sure procurement and finance are equally aligned with taking advantage of the data, the analysis, streamlining it. And so right now, because because of the crisis, not only is it accelerating it, but many companies are saying, wow, we, we had this on a roadmap and we had it in the future, but I think we need it today. Mm. So enabling employees to work from home, being able to close the books every month, you need to do that whether you're in the office or at home, making sure you can bill your customers, making sure you pay your suppliers, making sure you're buying from your suppliers effectively, You know, using a GPO, uh, having certain categories where you make sure you're, you have expertise in the way that you are managing those categories, as well as managing the suppliers that fall into those categories, all those reasons are a culmination for the CFOs and CPOs to look at looking at each other saying, you know what, we've talked about this, but now is absolutely the time that we need to make this investment in technology and solutions to put them in place. So it's it's really raised the bar and the visibility uh, for those companies that are participating today.
1: And talk about a burning platform, right? I mean, I suppose nothing is completely terrible if if something truly good comes from it. And it does seem like this is the incentive that many companies and executive teams needed. Um, As you said, to accelerate visions and roadmaps, they were already sort of underway, but maybe just didn't have the priority or the emphasis that we needed them to have in order to drive real change.
0: I think what you're also going to see is I think as we get You know, hopefully soon we make it through this pandemic. What I think you're going to see in the next year or two is that this acceleration is going to continue. And so over the next year or two, you're going to see a lot of companies who are going to say, we are not going to be caught in this position again, where we were surprised. We're going to make sure that globally, we are prepared. I think you're going to see a short-term ripple effect Mm. of the activity of the companies taking advantage of these solutions. But I also think in the next year or two, you're going to see a continued steady effect of those companies aligning around the solutions that put them in a much better position.
1: Well, let's certainly hope so, right? We thought we were in interesting times before. And as it turns out, I think the interesting times are just getting started. So Dan, thank you so much. As we come to the end of our time, I want to thank you for joining me today to talk about this interesting and extremely timely topic.
0: Well, thank you, Kelly. It was a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. Thank you.
1: And thank you as well to everyone who listened in today. Tune in to our next Corecentric conversation with Brian Seipel for insight on using the Kraljic Matrix to reevaluate our supplier relationships. Until next time,
0: thanks for joining this Corecentric conversation, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation. We hope you found our discussion useful. With each episode, it's our goal to give you insight on how to lead change your organization. Get started by visiting us at corecentric.com. That's C-O-R-C-E-N-T-R-I-C dot com.